Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and today I have another special guest with me today. Leslie Madewell. He is a photographer at heart, anime enthusiast, still can't get over in child, and also an audio personnel of different collaborations. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm really glad that I was able to be have you return my emails talking about needing a guest, and I'm just really thrilled to talk about something that I actually enjoy, like anime. Yeah. So I appreciate this. So uh, for anyone that further ado, this particular episode is uh, we're gonna do like a, a, a combo slash with photography and convention culture in one in one go so convention and photography how do they go hand in hand and how does your experience go hand in hand with that well when you go to a convention i mean you literally go to a convention to see cosplayers and meet up with people that love it you know anime and if you're going to go and you want to show off your skills as a cosplayer making your character, you definitely want pictures of it. So that's why photography and convention go toe-to-toe. Because, like I said, you put in a lot of work to uh, your cosplay and you want to show it off. So you definitely want to get pictures of it, video, and be able to show it off. So yeah. it really does go hand-in-hand. Hand, and the culture of it is... And it's like really writing the rules. When you take the picture, it's like a whole protocol of how you go about the like the best way to ask for a picture of a cosplayer. There's some unwritten rules that I like to follow, but it's it's insane of just how I just love cosplayers, and yeah. I'm just glad I can just I'm good with the camera. I'm not really good at making cosplays, mm-hmm. so I bring something to the table. But I feel like cosplayers and the anime mm. character they create are just better than what I could do. So True. That's also, how it goes the unwritten rule, ask before you take a picture. That's always one. Yeah. Also, if you want to do a pose or a specific type of picture, get the permission and see if they're comfortable with that. Because sometimes certain pictures they're not comfortable with. Uh, you know, sometimes they don't want you to just take a random picture. They want it to actually be a specific pose for the specific costume. Also respect the character. Maybe the character has a signature stance or character development. Because sometimes they also want to capture that. And also, just because the cosplay is not necessary the best should you discriminate against them not take a picture with them no i definitely don't especially if they kind of like sometimes they have what they call like a casual cosplay of a character so it's like you can still tell you can still tell it's the character but it's not to the you know the full detail You, you do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah, and, and another rule I like to follow is don't ever bother people when they're eating or drinking. Like, I, I myself would be like, like really, I'm trying to like eat and walk around this convention all day, and now you're bothering me for this. Like, I'm trying to just 
eat my hamburger in peace for like five minutes without being bothered. Like I see that happen a lot. I'm just like, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do understand that. And another thing is what you said is just ask because the worst thing you're going to hear from a cosplay model or just a person in general is they say, no, don't sit there and argue with them or try again. You just, you okay, cool. Have a nice day. And you move on about your business. I just, I see it all the time with people just be like, but like they said, no, just let them be, especially since, uh, as I don't know if you've ever been to a convention, mm. MC. Oh, I, mean, I have. Many a times. But you know how it's just it's people go there for certain things. They want to either see a panel, see a guest speaker, or go see a certain show. And sometimes they just either don't have the time or they're just not they're in a bad mood or whatever. Because the conventions are... Some are four days long, and it gets you just get a little on you. So I try my best to just, you know, they say no and move on. You know, sometimes later they'll find me and be like, "Hey, sorry for you know, I was, had to go do something, but I would definitely like to do a shoot right now if you would be cool with it." So yeah. I mean, sometimes it comes back around. So it's just gotta be nice and have fun. That's really, really what I like conventions for. It's like I actually like the people walk, just seeing how all the different characters running around and doing funny things. It's really fun to just people watch there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a little weird, but that's kind of like how you can be like, yo, if I could find that person, I want, I would love to do a shoot with them. I have an idea, this location over there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I haven't been to a big con in a couple of years due to the pandemic and all that going on. So it's it's been a while since I've been able to, you know, explore and have fun at my, my conventions that I usually would go to. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it can be interesting some, from time to time. Because uh, most of my... Okay, the, the convention experience that I have is either I volunteered... And I was staffed the entire event, or oh, maybe I went to a, maybe a couple that I went to like that I just enjoyed myself. See, most of the time I went as staff or was part of a convention committee. Oh man, that's gotta! I never I helped out with conventions or whatever, but like just yeah. being a staff. I don't, I mean, if you like it, you can enjoy it, but, like, I find just going to a convention, you can enjoy it. I don't mind doing, maybe doing, like, one day, you know, but I don't know how you do staff, and then it's just, like, you're up for, what, probably 12 hours, don't get enough sleep in between. Oh, I'm, I'm shoot, I thrive um, on that. Sheesh. <laughs> she, One hour two for doing that. Unless, unless I was like volunteered and like I really like the person of asking me to do it, I probably wouldn't do it. It's just it takes a lot out of you, and then sometimes yeah. you just can't even have fun, you know, because you, you have to work to make other people have fun. Yeah, true. Well, also, uh, I've been. Let's see, what, part of three convention committees? I've actually been to every staff convention meeting before the convention actually started. Uh, 
to and start and also just see it succeed it and see it become more. And this was like continuous from year to year to year. So it just you know that's just kind of what I like. I don't know. You like I mean if you like doing that that's cool. I like when I, when I go to convention you know, I bring my camera, and if I can, I'll bring, like, some of my extra lights. I usually have some kind of shoot set up throughout the, the weekend. And if I'm not shooting with the, the people I made plans with, I like to just find random cosplayers and have shoots. I always have cards on me, and I usually have friends that, like, work in the, I guess, like, the main area, rather than artist or vendor, and they let me, like... They hold my lights for only the certain types, but I just like having fun. I think one of my favorite um, group shoots that I was ever part of was they had DC versus Marvel versus uh, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know how they orchestrated it or whoever put it together, but they put it together and we probably had a couple, maybe close to like a hundred, maybe 120 cosplayers and all various forms, rather my hero academia. There were a lot of Spider-Man and the Marvel side was like a Wolverine. They even had a, they even had a cosplayer as Stan Lee. Hmm. And, and then of course, um, we, you went over to the DC side. There was a lot of, Red Hood, Batman, Superman, there was a Wonder Woman, I think there was even a Raven, so like, you have the different players, and, and of course, at every convention you go to, there's always, there's like 20 different Deadpools running around, so oh, yeah. more Deadpools running around. And don't forget the uh, <laughs> different Spider-Mans too, oh gosh. Yes, uh, so speaking of Spider-Man, I did a great interview or i'm sorry interview you're interviewing me i did a great photo shoot of mm. four different spot uh, actually five because they had a peter parker but they had mm. four different styles <laughs> what was that <laughs> he could be you know he's spider-man he just peter parker it was kind of cool they had a captain america spider-man mm-hmm. uh, a mix a uh, mashup they had a uh, regular spider-man they had the, I think it's Iron Spider-Man. And, mm. uh, and Iron Spider, think, yeah. Yeah, Iron Spider, sorry. And then they had, he was the Black Suit Spider-Man. So Venom. With the, yeah, the, the Venom. Venom symbiote. Yeah. And then on the side, you just see a guy that looks like Peter Parker holding the camera, got his glasses, you know, um, the Tobey Maguire uh, <laughs> from the Sam Raimi trilogy. Oh, you know, it's always fun to see it. Yeah, and they were they were really cool. They they sit there and could do like flips and you know, especially like the Spider Man. You know how he has his signature pose. And yeah. the, so that was really cool. Uh, I did a a Luffy from uh, One Piece. Uh, mm. It was a um, it was a female version of Luffy. She was really good. And then the next day she was Wednesday Adams. So. Oh gosh! Yeah, they do that from time to time. They. Bring like two or three outfits, and each day they wear a different outfit. 
I don't like. I don't understand. First off, how they can get like, get one character down, but they do three throughout the whole con. I'm just like, how do you do that? Because okay, uh, okay, <laughs> the ones that do multiple costumes and change it to multiple conventions, the older costumes they already have it, and they bring it with them. Uh, part of the logic, logic, logics, and they already. Okay, the thing is, they've already dressed up these characters before. So dressing up as three different characters they dress up as before is really not that hard. I mean, I never really looked at it like that. That does make sense. I'm always thinking that they just come up with a new character every year. But as mm. someone you had, you bring it back and you had a new character. That makes sense because you already got the clothes. You already know how to like put it together because you've already did the whole trial and error. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So. I mean. You know. Most of it, most of my convention experience was being staff. You know, I had a couple like Comic Con and one Galaxy Con and like a toy, a toy comic book show or whatever. But like most of the time, let's see, I was staff. I volunteered, checked badges. Uh, check the AV, make sure everyone in the panel room has everything they need for technology-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, do the photography for promotional content. Nice! Uh, do be second floor supervisor, be a panel supervisor, uh, organize, help in the uh, con suite. You name it, I did it. I was flo- sometimes I'd be floating around, panel reviews, all this stuff. Man, why you you must really like doing that? That that just seems like a lot of just like that. That's a lot of responsibility. I don't know. <laughs> I, I always feel like I'm just gonna like mess it up somehow. <laughs> True. I, I just uh, yeah, I think I mean, recently, if you can do it, do it. I I just think yeah. I would mess it up and see. Recently, I, like- I um, RavenCon, I was I just did a what, a twelve hour shift just the entire day. <laughs> I was at registration for like a little bit, and then I went from registration to the dealer's room, and I stayed in the dealer's room the entire day. And towards the end of the day was the, the probably the more frustrating part. I had to, had to go through all the, the convention t-shirts, do inventory, count the t-shirts, write on a piece of paper. If we had the, I don't know, the dinos, the, the dragon castle with the dragon uh, book, we had to t- take inventory of which extra large, which superhero, the old geek, the new style, all of that, and put into calculation of how much we had left and translating it from paper to software on Excel. That was a pain. Wait, so you're saying you did it after working 12 hours? Yeah, I did an inventory of all the shirts. Oh, man. (laughs) I had to count every shirt they had (laughs) and every extra large, uh, small, medium... 2X, 3X, 4X, women's extra large, women's small, women's medium, all of that. Man. And they had like what? Probably eight to ten different designs, all in different sizes. 
Yeah, it's got, especially if you're talking about, like, women, their sizes are all weird. You probably have all, even mm-hmm. if you have, like, one convention that had, like, their regular t-shirt, you probably have different variants of that to yep. every year. And then sometimes you're selling, like, the past couple of years t-shirt that yeah. you have left over or Yeah, whatever. it's basically that's, what's ever left over. <laughs> so if they have it left over from, like, three years ago, and we have the new style now, and they get to choose like which one they want, so we're going through the drawer. Which one? What size? If it's a men's, it's a woman's. What is it? Kids. <laughs> That's a lot of thinking on my part. Yeah, and then uh, I was also helping selling the tea switch, but also selling the cookies, the buttons, and the uh, Corbett nineteen book. They did like a 19 anthology book about birds and crows. They took the word COVID and put it into Corbett. So. <laughs> I think Corbett is a character in the, I want to say the DC universe. Yeah. And and like, let me guess. It's a bird. It's a bird character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they like, because uh, RavenCon. It's named after a raven, also Edgar Allan Poe theme, Nevermore, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a literature and sci-fi convention. So their biggest oh. draw is independent authors, writing stories, all of that. So their fundraiser, their Kickstarter, because they, the COVID really messed them up with like funding and giving back badges and all that stuff. Uh, they Their Kickstarter was... Corbett 19 anthology, 19 different stories, 19 different authors, all about oh, birds. Wow. And it's and their, love, it's their version of COVID. Instead cool. of COVID 19, it's Corbett 19. <laughs> because COVID like messed them cool, up. Uh, just off the top of my head, would be cool is if you had uh, 19 different stories, but they're all kind of like chronologically, you know, like the same, like the yeah. same story, but like okay. each author picks yeah. it up and adds something to it or continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's something that can be done. But anthology is usually uh, stories around a certain theme. So they're all similar stories with following that theme. It's, like, it's a collection yeah, I, of stories. Yeah, yeah. So. That's that's cool. Um, I mean, but no. Uh, when when it comes to the conventions, uh, since I I see you from the point of view as like someone that's going and working it as like a third party venue or, yeah. or you know like a third party, you know, like an outside contractor and working at a con, uh, at the con, and then you work for the actual convention itself. <laughs> I get it for free. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you you guys work hard at conventions. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, those guys, you guys work long hours. Sometimes you have to deal with this. Most of the, I want to say like 98% of con goers are really nice people. But sometimes you, you just deal with people because the convention, like, society or the makeup, there, there's some uh, interesting characters. I want to say, like... You know, and, and the nicest way to say is the people there are interesting, very yeah. interesting with the the things they do. I remember going to a con, and one year it was all about everybody dabbing everywhere. That was like the thing to do. 
Yeah. And then next year, it was them doing, everywhere you're looking, they're doing the T-pose because, you know, every video game character starts off like that, I guess. I I don't understand all the little things that they do, but it's, you know, it, it's fun to watch. Like I said, people watching at a convention is just fun because you just see, yeah. like I said, interesting things going on, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The bearded gym- gymnast. Oh, gosh. A bearded gymnast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so, me looking at um at a con order, I've never really seen any anything yeah. like like physical happening. Like I've yeah. never really seen any fights break out. But I have seen, uh, especially as a photographer, there are some like creepy, you know, yeah. mostly you know like. Little heavy, you know, little overweight guys, probably like middle age, and they just walk around with. They have a nice camera, but they're just really like they look really sleazy, just the way they act or whatever. And it makes the actual photographers. I do a semi-professional. It makes us kind of like have to work even harder because you know, it just takes one person to kind of ruin it for the rest of the people. The ninety-nine percent of the photographers that are in the convention doing everything, you know the respectful right way to, to screw it up. And yep. it, it's just funny how they, I'm just like, what, what makes you think the way you're doing things wants people to respond to you differently? Like you're just coming across as like not genuine, I guess you would say. And yeah. like, like I said, I, um, how do you see it from your point of view? Cause I can tell you what I see, but like, I don't know how a, a person actually working at the convention will look at something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. That, okay. Since I've been combining the convention committees, they take that very seriously. Uh, so that can be on grounds to ban them from the convention because of that no tolerance behavior. Because uh, they, okay, they take it very seriously for the Congos and the people enjoying it, if someone did something like that, it it just puts up red flags. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, as a photographer, um, sometimes, my, um, how I, how I am with each model is different. If I have a, a couple of years, like friendship with a model, I, I'm more, I'm more comfortable, you know, if you're more comfortable, I don't, I can have I, I can put my hands on them, kind of move them away. If I don't really know the person at all, I any direction I'm giving him on pose or whatever is strictly me verbally communicating with them, unless they tell me otherwise to like where to put their hand or their leg, or yeah. if they have like someone or uh, their cosplay that's like you know shifting around. You know what I mean? I don't. There's no, like, physical touching unless I actually know the model on a more personal level. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is one thing I can definitely say, just because, like I said, you know, especially, let's say, if they're a good-looking, they're a good-looking cosplay, whether they're male or female, you know, it's... People oh, can, you, know, they, you they like going... Like okay, okay. Them. I mean, if you want like dating males, so, so be it. I'm, what's up? If you like dating males, so be it. 
No, I'm just saying, like, a good-looking male, like, cosplayer, I'm saying, you know? Because, you know, there's, uh, I don't, there's cosplayers during Florida, and they and they run around as Roman, like, gladiators from yeah. Spartacus, the TV show. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, they're good-looking dudes, you know? And, I, they're, they're really nice, really cool, but I feel like, same thing with the, the female cosplayers that are really pretty they're really fit you know i i feel like you know they they're allowed to wear the outfit that might be considered you know on the more risque or like provocative side and they should also feel comfortable that no one should be like touching them without them wanting to an accidental bump or like brushing up against them you know that's fine but i don't know if that's ever happened at a convention that i have seen but, uh, no, that has happened. Uh, you run into them, you're not looking, and then you ran into them and you bump them, or they come on the corner. All that stuff happens. Now, certain things of if it's happened more than once, then they should really be on the alert because that is not necessary. Usually, once is is probably the limits on that. You don't usually run into people twice or three times. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like, on my end, as you know, yeah. looking through the camera and stuff, I've never really seen anything kind of, but I've heard stories, yeah. you know, of things, people are being weird or, like, being followed to a hotel room and they're like, and mainly, I, I just I hate to say, it's mainly the, the young ladies that are being, slowly being followed by, you know, people or, you know, guys. Yeah. You know, they're in a hotel or they're trying to, like, they're leaving the convention to go to a restaurant off-site or whatever. And there's stories I hear of them being followed and stuff. And I don't know, as I've never, like I said, I've never seen it, but I've heard stories. As a um, as a person that worked there, MC, at, at a convention, have you had anything like that happen? Yeah. I, uh, I like to know. I have just had... Probably the crazy stories I've had is probably the most crazy story I've had is special guests at the convention that are like bought by the convention to be programming, being complete jerks, being honorly, being, you know, noble ass and just on just basically entitled to whatever panels they want or the honor treatment. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you deal with people that are hot, I, I mean, various people I've met at yeah. conventions. I've I've met Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. Yeah. I've met uh, Christian Swanson, who played the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and yeah. I've I met Stan Lee once in real life back in 2009, hmm. and then I saw him again uh, one of the last times he did before he uh, he was taken away from us. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I've seen. Let's see, I did an interview with uh, Stephanie Madani with Dragon Ball voice actor. I've met the voice actor for Legend of Katara. I really? have. I've in. I actually did an interview with DC Glenn. Uh, hoop, there it is. 
Um, what? Yeah, it just it. You know, I've done like really interesting things with the podcast and met people in real life that just been kind of cool. I've met. Yeah, oh, the- there, there's been so many like yeah. people and at cons that are either big time cosplayers or yeah. you know they have. Like when I met Stan Lee, I, I bumped into him, or, or he was super nice, super chilled, mm-hmm. and like it was such a quick moment. Like I I ran into him because I was doing something else, and I go, "Oh, I'm sorry." So he goes, "Oh, no problem. It, it, it's all good." And he walked away, and then I just realized that my brain is just like, "That's Stan Lee." And then like as he's walking away, he had like just like a like an army of like people like trying to follow him. Why did you take a like, picture? You should have took a picture. Okay. I'm sorry? If you met him twice, you should at least take a picture once. I, I took a... I got a video and a picture of him um, when he was speaking at, the, like I said, the last time I saw him at. Mm. I think it was 2018. Oh, true. Seven, nine, it might be 2007. I don't know. But uh, he was speaking at the um, convention. And, and I, mm. I made it to a little video of that. Um, I also, um, had a good, I never, like, interviewed, but I, I did talk to her, but the, the lady that played Wolverine in, um, Supernatural, oh, okay. I don't know if you ever seen that show. Yeah. Well, you know who Wolverine is, right? Yeah. The mother of, uh, yeah. I, she by far is, like, just a cool, cool-ass, wo- like, woman. She was funny, she was nice. I mean, super friendly and really, really yeah. sweet. I think I, I met, I, let's see, I met the the person who did Jason from the Halloween, uh, Halloween, no. Really? Yeah, Jason trilogy. Uh, I also did, I met Batista. You met, well, I've never met Batista. <laughs> I've seen him plenty of times, but I've never met I him. I met him I actually at really, GalaxyCon. He's a really cool guy. Uh, GalaxyCon is a very big if you know do you know the uh supercon in florida yeah i know supercon yep the, sa- the same ownership is now with GalaxyCon. uh supercon oh, Florida wow. is the only one that kept the trademark supercon so all the other supercons that GalaxyCon operated became GalaxyCon. so they oh, did wow. like in annapolis richmond riley Supercon Florida, they do like thirteen different events and they travel around. How oh, that's wow, that's a big skit. That's a that's yeah. just like a headache. Wow. Yeah, they have uh, anime, they have comics, they have animation, uh, TV yes. shows, wrestling, all the nine yards. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Supercon once, or it's pretty cool. It's big. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm from Florida. The one that I've been to, I've been to Supercon once. I've been to MegaCon a couple times in Orlando. Yeah. I went to MetroCon a lot in Tampa because I lived there. I've been, uh, they ran it for like two years, but it was called like EXPCon. They had mm-hmm. Jacksonville. I went there a couple of times. Uh, then there is one that was called LameCon in, uh, oh, yeah. in the northern part of. Like the Tampa Bay area, it was a place called Lando Lakes, and that ran for a good like I think like five or six years. Mm -hmm. It was a decent like local con. A lot of people were there. Um, I did work that con with uh, 
a group that I was part of. So that was a, we, but we worked shifts. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It, very low key, but speaking of other people that I ran into, I think the worst I've ever ran into was. Do you know uh, the people that do um, death battles? Yeah. Oh, sco- wait. You met the people at school attack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's just say it wasn't the the most pleasant run in I had with them. They they. Uh, I, I love watching them, and I'm not. It, it just. I don't know if it, I caught them at the wrong moment. I think it was like on Sunday. It might have been they just woke up, or whatever. But they. Uh, they they weren't like super mean like it, they're just very yeah. not like very standoffish yeah so and was I, kind I, of like a mix yeah. i think recently i think the last death battle i watched was jake long versus danny phantom i don't know if i saw that one yeah and then i also saw uh butch hotman doing an interview with school attack about danny phantom and all this other stuff on his YouTube channel. So it was actually kind of interesting. Because I was looking for Danny Phantom. Found the screw attack. Then I found Butch Hotsman's channel. Which was the creator of Danny Phantom. And Fairly Odd oh. Parents. And uh, a couple others. But. I don't know. It's like. I wanted to see more shows like that. But it's just kind of hard. So I just rewatched the entire Danny Phantom series. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I never really watched that um that show, but I've heard about it, and it's it seems really nice. Uh, it's another Nick show. Like I said, you said the Legend of Korra, which is pretty cool. I love Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra is awesome, uh, but it still won't beat Avatar: The Last Airbender. But Legend of Korra was totally different than Avatar. It, it was. It was. It was good watching like the continuation, but it was like a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah you have LGBT different. awareness. You have depression. You have uh, actual relatable villains taking away powers. The vendors are actually right. You know, you see the aftermath of Republic after the the Hundred Year War. You see the uh, what the still the same tensions that people have that non-benders yeah. and versus benders kind of divide. I don't know. It's just there's a lot more that she did that I don't even think Aang could have done well at that age. But Aang was also very young, even though he escaped an entire war and core. <laughs> <laughs> Lost the powers, regained the powers, lost the powers again. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, the, just the the Avatar yeah. series is really good, both of them. Yeah, I mean, what, I, what were they American made or were they like? They were, they were Western Hemisphere, uh, American, okay. American made. Uh, they took inspiration from Chinese martial arts. They actually had a fight choreographer doing all di- all for the elements so they actually really? had a martial artist individually do all the fighting sequences to create the individuality of each element that's that, uh, wow that is really cool the guy must have been really seriously amazing 
Well, if you have Mitchell Watch all this and knows all these different techniques, then you can definitely apply all these different techniques to this and give a different feeling for each element. So This is true. That's why I like uh, Fist of the North Star, this mm -hmm. because all the different, I guess, martial arts styles that they had. And to me, it just it, it tells a great story, even yeah. though it's like an old school, you know, the 1980s, you know, cheesy kung fu movie. It's like when I'm watching, like, it reminds you of like when I watch Enter the Dragon or, you know, just those old school, like, Hong Kong, you know, martial arts movies. That's why I love Fist of the North Star. Yeah, it's actually really entertaining. And my favorite is that every time Kichiro like beats the bad guy, he goes, "You don't know, you're already dead." And all of a sudden, yeah. it's this—I don't know—they're they're laying clothes up, and then they're like inside blow up too. It's just, <laughs> and this thing is really cool. He's just like, Ta -da, and then he just walks away, and they blow up from the inside or whatever. It's yeah, true. And also, one thing about conventions that we kind of have to take note about. The vendor hall, the dealer's room, all this alley, all those rooms. What about them? Do you go to them? Do you spend money? What do you do? Me? I I do. I like going to the artist alley, actually. I mean, going to the vendor room is cool, but to me, artist alley is where it's at because these people are not, you know, they're... Mm. This is not their business. This is like a side hustle that they do. It's like the stuff they do on their free time. Yeah. And believe it or not, I have several paintings that I am looking at right now that I've literally bought at conventions. And they're like one-of-a-kind oil paintings. Or yeah. My wife has uh, like a wood, like a, a wood burning of like Iron Man somehow. It's like on a piece of wood and it's like burned, carved into it. Yeah. Really cool. I mean... It, it, I think Artist Alley is where it's at. You want to get like unique, cool stuff because, yeah. th like I said, this is they're not trying to make you know a bunch of money off it. They're just artists that want to you know show the world what they have and sell some of their stuff and make a little mm -hmm. bit. I, that's how I feel. So I like to go yeah. there and actually you know look at their stuff more intensely than like a vendor group because yeah. vendors have the same stuff it's either pop figures or t-shirts or you know old video games or anime on dvd kind of stuff you know but yeah. artist alley that's that's where i go and spend True. money at if i would yeah and Definitely. you know looking at my room i have a bunch of canvas art that I have bought at yard sales and goodwill so <laughs> And actually, looking at my room one day literally inspired a, a particular episode of my podcast, uh, Canvas Art Exposition. I literally talked about how to exhibit, how to put them on exhibit, and just literally go through the entire process of exhibiting Canvas Art. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you do that. It's funny. But no, um, one of my favorite paintings, I actually bought it from an artist is it's an oral painting of the, the, the sirens of Gotham city. It's, um, cat, uh, cat woman, poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. And kind of like a very, uh, a seductive like outfits or whatever. Like mm -hmm. basically poison Ivy just covered with her vines and Harley Quinn's in the middle. She, you, you see her backside, she's, like, turned around, and she has, like, her little hammer that she has. 
And then Catwoman just like in the full like le- you know, full bodysuit and she she looks like she's ready to like cut her with her claws. I, I really like that one. True. And I'm also looking at my uh MC anime old logo canvas that I bought from Flickr. From where? Uh okay, so Flickr uh Flickr was one of the uh Websites I used for the old blog of MC Anime at the time, and I put my logo on it, and I bought a canvas printing from Flickr of my logo, and I put it in this big frame. Oh, Flickr! Okay, I know I know what Flickr is. Yeah. I know some photographers they used that to like put their pictures on or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. instead of pictures that. Being a photographer, I just took screenshots of my blog post. Nice. nice. You know what I should do? I probably should go back on Flickr and make it like my Instagram page. And put all the cover art and then put all the descriptions in the uh, comment section. Yeah, you should. You know that, that's... You know, it's stuff that is old, but you can introduce it to new people, you know? Yeah, and it stays in my... Uh, Gallery for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the um, I I do cosplay a little bit myself, but the only cosplay that I've ever done is uh, I did a uh, Punisher, and I have some a clown. Jedi cosplay that I was able to. Yeah, and some clown too. Uh, I that that's just my Halloween thing. Right? Oh, okay. So, so you that, uh, as a clown is that your cosplay? That's your profile? Whatever. That is not my, I guess you can say it's my, so, 2014, I was watching American Horror Story. Oh, oh I love American Horror Story. Yeah, but that was the, the year of the, the freak show, and oh, like, okay. that clown. Oh, I okay, I see it now. Yeah, and so I was like, yo, you know what? I want to. I want to look like a killer clown or whatever, and that's what I've been doing ever since. That <laughs> every couple of years I mix it up. Like I'm on my third like version of, of this uh of uh, of this, and I I I call the I guess you call it my cosplay. No, that's mm-hmm. Creepo the clown because he always wants to. He's always being creepy. Creepo? Or, you know, just, oh come on! You could have come up with a better name than Creepo. I'm done with the name given to me, okay? I didn't pick it. You never pick your name. It's just given to you. No, no, no. no. I pick my name. If I'm going to do an original character, I pick my name first. I, I, it would, you know, because I, I like to be like a little creepy. I just like to just like stand there and just kind of like you're silent and you can't tell who it is because I'm literally decked out head to toe, you know, wearing a mask and... You know what? Here's you know, your like name for a clown. I'm gonna call you Bonsley Osley. What's up? Bonsley Osley would be your clown name. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I. I mean, it's better than Creepo. Let's just say a couple of years ago, I actually had my uh, two nephews. They dressed up as clowns with me, and we did a shoot together. And oh, that was God. fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. My my ten year old and my fourteen year old nephews were hanging out with me. <laughs> uh, that was fun, and uh, it, it was uh, it was fun times. Oh gosh, 
And, and the thing is, being a clown, so they're dressed up, cosplayed at that, they yeah. either love me or they really hate me. Yes. Most of the uh, creepy clowns I have like the most experience with, it's not any TV, but it's King's Dominion. They have a particular uh, section, Halloween Hot. And it's just the the clown area, and you see clowns sliding on like on the ground. Megan Sparks scaring people in tall clowns and short clowns. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, I remember when I was I think I was like either a junior or a senior in high school. I was um I went to uh, the Halloween Horror Night, not Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. but a Halloween Scream in a. Uh, Bush Gardens in uh, Florida, oh, okay. and I was I, I was with the girl that I was like kind of talking to or whatever, and I'm driving around and go, so what are you afraid of? She goes, I don't like chainsaws and clowns. Within 30 seconds, a clown with a chainsaw jumps out and scares her. I think that girl like broke the land speed record. She was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bet you the class clown too. Yeah, it probably was. I was like (laughs) supposed to be like a dead, like I don't know. It was fun. It was it was good stuff. It was a fun time. I got paid. I got paid decent money to scare the crap out of people. (laughs) I mean, couldn't ask for a better job, you know. True. And uh, you know, with conventions of photography, they go kind of. Go hand in hand a little bit. You need the photography to promote the convention. The convention without the photography won't be the same because photos is really what shows the bonding memories of dressing up or seeing your favorite voice actor, favorite uh, director. You know, those are the moments you want to have living in the photos. Photos are worth a thousand words. They really are, and that's and that's what it is. It's what it's all about. Like, you don't want to just like take a picture and like get a selfie. You want like a decent quality photo of the the moment you're meeting like a, an idol that is a voice actor, or you're meeting yeah. someone that's really good at the cosplay of a character that you love. You want to capture that moment with decent quality, and that's what, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you people are going to remember that moment. You know, like I. I've done photo shoots from, like, probably 10 years ago of, like, cosplayers and stuff. And they still, to this day, you know, when I'm talking to them, they still mention it. It's how much that they, they, like, they remember every single second of that, like, small window of time that you had, that we had together. And they're still talking about it. And, it, and that's, that's one of the, what I love about being a photographer. It's you think that I, I don't even really remember that they yep. bring up to me. And I'm all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, wow, hold yep. on me. Yo, I still have those photos. Yeah. I remember that day. Yeah. Now it was fun, you know? And, and they sparked memories in me mm-hmm. of this. I, that's what 
thing is, it's like I enjoy taking photos and doing great stuff because I enjoy just doing that. It's what I like to do, you know? Yeah. All right, well, you know, this is kind of like a good wrap-up of <laughs> our discussion, photography and convention culture. Thank you for yeah, Leslie I'll... made well being here and just making photography and convention more easier to understand. And I appreciate that I was able, I'm, we, we go on both sides of you working at the conventions and me mm. being a convention goer, so we get both aspects of... Well, you're the convention you goer know, as a photographer, so you can make money too. We're going as a convention goer. Oh, I mean, I, I made money. I mean, I, I made some good money or whatever. Usually, yeah. like, all the photo shoots that I would do at the conventions yeah. that were paid, that was the money that I spent at the convention. Oh, true. Hey, you can't complain when you get the money given to you at the event. No, I definitely would not complain. I'm just saying, like, I would have paid shoots, and then I would just, yep. like, do, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, a, maybe, like, a 10 or 15-minute photo session with a cosplay that, a cosplayer that I just found at a convention, and all the money that I made, I would just pass yeah. it off, you know, i just spend it at the con. I was there, and it just was, you know... I would say play money, but it was just extra money. And you know what? They had stuff I wanted to buy, so I got it, you know? All right. Well, one last thing. Where can they find you on social media and correspondence link? They can just find me on any and all social media as either Leslie Madewell, which is my full name, or they can look up uh, Madewell Art Photography, which uh, has all my, like, photography stuff. All right. Alright, you heard from the source. Leslie Madewell or Madewell Art is could be your business in one day for photography. And don't forget <laughs> I also I am uh, I look forward to hearing what we yeah. what we put together and see. I appreciate yeah. everything you this whole conversation. Oh yeah, it's been lots of fun. And guys, don't forget to go to our official website at mcanimepodcast.com. Support us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, MC Anime. Also, for the fellow MC animators out there, for the Patreon page, please go to the Patreon for the blog MC Anime. Do the different tiers and support us. It'd be greatly appreciated. With all loves and kisses, thank you for this wonderful time. And overall, Leslie, thank you for being here. Thank you, MC. It was lots of fun having you, and then maybe we have to continue this visit one day. Who knows? I would, I would, I would enjoy this. It seems like we have a good uh, back and forth here. Oh yeah, but as anything has to come to a close, this is what I call a wrap and done. <laughs>